Morning, everyone. Hope you have a wonderful day. We continue. We left off. Forty-four B on the bottom, fifth line from the top, from the bottom. Cholim was aviyaruk every day. The gold was green. Today it was red. So we see there's different types of gold. So now the Gemara lists all different types of gold. Those in the gold business, especially, know this Gemara very well. <laughs> zav, zav, the Zav, plain gold. Then the Zav type, good gold. Zav Eifer, Eifer gold, from Eifer. Zav Mupaz, this gold is Mupaz. Zav Shachut, and his mother will explain what this is. Zav, Zav Sagur. And then the Zav Parvin. So seven types. So now he explains. Zav, how do we know this Zav? The Zav Taiv, how do we know this Zav and Zav Taiv? Because it says in the book of Genesis, right at the beginning, the gold of the land of Chavila. It says the Pishan River went around the land of Chavila, and there was gold, and the gold there was good. So you see, you see, you see this in capital, capital base, verse 12. So it says, and the gold was good. So it means there's regular gold, and then there's good gold. So that's a higher level, a step up. Zav Eifer does some Eifer comes from Eifer Zav Mupas what do you mean Zav Mupas Zav Mupas means Zav Mupas means Shadayim Lepaz it shines like 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 it sparkles like uh, like diamonds Zav Shachut Zav Shachut means it's very thin it's very malleable gold Shanit V'Kachut you can sew it like 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 uh, um, threads in the they temple, in the, the temple, right? Curtains. The curtains in the temple. They sort of, yeah. Zav sagur. What does it mean? Zav sagur. Closing mean. When you sell this gold, you put everyone else out of business. <laughs> you shut down. When this one opens up, you put all the other stores out of business. Zav parvim, the seventh and highest level. It's similar to the blood of the bull. It means it's reddish. It's so reddish. Five. Only five. Within each category, you have regular gold and you have a higher, higher level, higher caliber of Every day, every, uh, the gold that they used was green. That's what we call Zav Parvim. Potter. Comes from the word Potter. It was so reddish, like the blood of the bull, which is very red. Okay. The mission says, Every day they would offer half of the morning and half of this. He says, Every day it was thin. It was, it was, it was very fine. The, the incense, the spices were very fine. They crushed it and they grinded it. It was very fine. The tater says you should be daka, well, it should be ground and fine, finely ground. Why does the tater have to say that? It already says on the daily, on the daily incense, and the tater says, open your sitter, open your sitter, you'll see it. Here, take, take a look. Page. We say it every morning in the davening. Be nice. We just learned it uh, yesterday in the prayer class. It'd be nice to know what we doubt and what we say. <laughs> nice to understand what we're saying. Yeah. So it says, page 19. So he quotes from the Pasuk in Kisisa, in the book of Exodus, the Pasuk about making the incense. And he says, um, page 19, and the Lord said, said to Moses, and in the middle it says, um, 
And you should grind it to be very fine. Take all the 11 ingredients and, 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 and grind it until it becomes like very fine powder. Yeah, very fine. So why does the Tate have to say again, Yom Kippur should be fine? Every day it has to be fine. So it means Yom Kippur has to be doubly fine, even finer. Yom Kippur, you have to be finer. You have to be much more refined, a refined person. Yom Kippur, everyone is on a higher level in Yom Kippur. Whatever, however fine you are all year, Yom Kippur has to be much, much more refined. Daka minadak. From the Rabbanu, the rabbis learn Daka matamad leimar. Keep it seated because we're soon going to be referring to it in a minute. Daka. He says, He said, all year round, the Koyin would go on the right, when he would climb the, go up the ramp, as far as facing the ramp, he'd go to the right of the ramp, which is the east, facing the east side of the courtyard. Why? Because the Master said, we already learned this earlier, we learned that Kol, in the beginning of the Masechta, Page 17, Wherever you turn, you always turn to the right. So this is Lemizra. We have two different versions. Rashi says, We're only referring to the Kohen Gadol. Only the Kohen Gadol walks in the middle of the ramp. The Rambam argues. The Rambam says, No. The correct version is, All the Kohen walk up the ramp. On Yom Kippur, all the Koyanim, not only the Koyan Gadol, everyone walks up to the center of the ramp. Together? No, whenever they have to go. And the Koyan Gadol goes himself. But, but throughout the day, and throughout the day, the everyone walks in the center. On Yom Kippur, everyone gets to walk in the center. My time, but what's the reason? The honor of the Koyan Gadol. So it actually learns literally. The honor of the Koyan Gadol. Only referring to the Koyan Gadol. And Amun says, no, because of the honor of the Koyan Gadol, all the Koyanim walk in the center. You have to, you have to make the wood. You have to make the fire. Whatever it is, a lot of things you have to do. Yeah, he doesn't do the wood. No, no, the wood. No. So what does it have to do with the? What does it have to do with the? Uh, how is this an honor? Because like we learned earlier, it shows it like you're like a ben bias. You show like you're at home, because when the koyin would go to the right and walk up the east side of the ram, and then go all the way around and leave the edge of the west side of the ram. The other side of the ramp. So that's the reason why he didn't go up the middle. Because he went up the middle, right? So then he would have to cross. The, the ramp is like 16 amas yeah. wide. So he would have to walk 8 amas. He would go up the middle, then he would have to turn to his right 8 amas. When he comes from the other side, he would have to walk 8 amas, tra- cross halfway through, and then go down the middle. So he's walking on the ramp for no reason. There's no reason for him to walk, walk on the ramp. So he, therefore he walks in the edge. And he immediately turns right and he walks around the, the uh, altar. And then when he's done, he walks to the edge and left. So you don't, you don't just walk around in the ar- on the ramp as if you're walking at home. You know, you, you're here for a purpose, just do what you have to and that's it. Here the Kohen Gadol is walking through the whole breadth, the whole width of the entire ramp. Because he goes up to the middle, then he turns right, so he crosses half, half of the ramp. Then he goes all around the altar, and then he goes down, he goes to the middle again. So he, he, tra- he crosses through the other half of the ramp. So he's walking through the whole width of the ramp like he's a Ben Bayez, my home. I can walk and walk as I will. So that's the respect of the Kohen God. Every day there was four, four bonfires. And the rabbis learned. So in our Mishnah we learned 
There were three-way arguments. The three-way argument that uh, the Tanakhama says, the, the Mishnah says there were four every day in Yom Kippur, they added a fifth. I'm sorry, no, that's the opinion of Rabbi Meir. And then Rabbi Yossi says every day was three, and Yom Kippur, they added the fourth. And Rabbi Yehuda says a three-way argument. Rabbi Yehuda says every day there was two, and today it was three. So here we're learning a Braisa, and now the Braisa is saying the reverse order. He says, every day there were two bonfires. By Yom today and Yom Kippur, they added the third, Shalosh. And he, he spells it out. Achaz, why every day you needed two bonfires? One was the big bonfire, which they burned all the sacrifices. And a separate bonfire from which they took the coals for the daily, the daily incense, in the morning and in the afternoon. And Ba'achas, and then Yom Kippur, they added the third one. And Yom Kippur, they added the third one. For the special incense is taken into the Holy of Holies. So they took the coals and they added bonfire. Dibri Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, says, Every day of the year, there were three bonfires. And Yom Kippur, they added the fourth one, Arba, four. And he spells it out. One was the big one. From which they took the coals to the inner altar to burn the incense if they saw the fire was faltering so they would take from this fire to put it into the fire Rabbi Huda disagrees Rabbi Huda says you don't need a separate fire for Kiyameish the Kainim always on top of it the moment the fire was, was dimming they would add wood keep this fire strong keep this fire strong you don't have yeah. to take it from an existing another fire ok and the fourth one they added the name Kippur I'm sorry Rabbi Yaisi, that's Rabbi Yaisi, he says. Rabbi holds, every day he had four bonfires. By Yem and Yem Kippur, they added the fifth one, Chamesh. And he spells it out. The first one was a big one. From which they took the coals to burn the incense in the inner altar. Which they used to support the fire if they saw it was dimming. And they didn't wait till, till they brought more wood. Right away, it was immediately available. Immediately they strengthened the fire. It shouldn't go out. And one, if you had fat or you had the parts of the animal that was not burned at night, the Titus says it has to be burnt at night. You're not allowed to leave it over to the morning. But if it was too much, there were too many sacrifices. Once it enters the altar, you don't violate the prohibition of, of, not, of, of leaving it over overnight. Because if it's in the altar, it doesn't matter. You can burn it the next day. You can stay in the altar for many days. It doesn't. It doesn't... It only becomes prohibited if you leave it off the altar, or if you take it off the altar. But if it's on the altar, it doesn't matter if it continues into the next day. So sometimes it was just too much. There were too many, too many things to burn. So, so the leftovers they would burn on this fourth, on this fourth. Too many korbanos. Yeah, yeah, too many korbanos. So, uh, so they would burn the leftovers on this separate fire, separate bonfire. Anything that was left over past the morning. You have to burn it. So you, they would burn it on the separates and not to mix. They left the marach, they reserved the marach for the sacrifice for that day or that night. Okay. And the achas. And the fifth one, you see from Bebe. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now the Gemara, that's the price. And now the Gemara takes it apart. Everyone agrees. Even Abihuda agrees. 
that every day you had everyone agrees that every day you had two bonfires how do we know this? so look in your city we say this again every morning in Daphne it would be nice to know what we say be a good idea okay the bottom of page 17 look in your city Hashem says to Moshe command this is in Parshish Tzav in Leviticus beginning of opening of Parshish Tzav Tzav is Aaron command Aaron it's be on the fire. So he says on the fire, that's referring to the Marechas Gedoyla. That's referring to the big bonfire. That's where you burnt all the sacrifices, the oil, the burnt offering, the first offering of the day, and all the following offerings. Then the Pasa continues. And a fire on the altar took it by. He already told us, he said, I'm already on the fire, on the so Eisha Mizbeach is talking about referring to another fire, make another bonfire. That's referring to the fire that you make for the incense, to get the coals for the incense, to burn the incense in the inner altar every day. Okay. How does Rabbi Yaisi know there was a third bonfire? So he says, Nafgalei learns it out. Eisha Mizbeach took it by. Look further on, page eighteen. So he says, Again, another fire, another mention of a fire. So that's a third fire, a third bonfire. And that's the purpose. The purpose of that bonfire is to strengthen the original fire, the main fire. But Abi what's Abi going to do with this extra, extra? It's mentioned a third time a fire. Why does Abi say there are only two bonfires every day? It seems in the past it should be three. So he says, Ahu, Rabbi Huda will interpret, will explain, Ahu He's referring to like the matchsticks lighting the fire. How do we know that even the matches, you have to light the matches between the wood, they would put like twigs, little twigs, matches, little sticks to start the fire. So how do you know that even that has to be done lit on the Mizbeah? The fire that you light. He's not referring to another bonfire. The fire that you use to light the other two bonfires by putting matches and sticks and little twigs between the wood and starting with lighting them, that also has to be on the Mizbeah. Rabbi <laughs> That you have to light the matches on the altar. You have to be on the altar when you light the matches to light the fire. How do we know it? He says, We learn it out. He learns it out. This from the pasuk, the same way Rab Shimon learned it out. It says in the beginning of Leviticus. It knows It talks about the the, the, the sacrifice. She says that the sons of Aaron Akoyen placed the fire on the altar. 
Limit is comes to teach me. Allah tells us, Alisa is right here. It's coming to teach me that who gets to light the matches. You have to have a koyin light the matches, and it has to, he has to be wearing his garments, his priestly garments. That's why it says. That's why the pasuk says, "Bnei Aaron Hakoyin." Of course, I know that Aaron is Hakoyin. Why does the pasuk have to tell me Aaron Hakoyin? Tell me that even the lighting of the matches, even the lighting of the fire, also has to be done only through through the koyin and when he's allowed to act as a koyin when he's wearing his garments. David Rabbi Huda's opinion, Rabbi Huda, that's how he interpreted that verse. I'm like Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, do I need a verse for that? You need to tell me that only a koyin can light the fire? Not an not a Israelite. The Pasuk says, he's on, the Pasuk says, on the altar. So who, who's, who's, a Zod is not allowed to be on the altar. Mm-hmm. So surely I know already that it has to be a koyin. Only a koyin is allowed to step for, a, a Zod is not allowed to walk onto the altar. An Israelite is not allowed to walk on the altar. A Levite is not allowed to walk on the altar. So when he says you should, you should light the fire on the Mizbeach, I know it has to be a koyin. Only a koyin. No one else. And the koyin was wearing his garments, of course. So why do I need this Pasuk? Why does the Pasuk have to tell me koyin? A limit is coming to tell me that he's coming to teach me that, that you must light the matches while you're on the Mizbeach. That's what he's coming to teach me. Yeah. You can't have a koyin. It's not enough that a koyin is... You can't have a doing... He has to be where he's telling us where it has to be. Where do you light the matches on the mizbeach? So you can't light the matches. The koyin can't light the matches and then walk up the ramp with a lit a torch or lit matches and then light the, the fire and, and light the wood up. No, he has to light the match on the altar. You can't light them and bring them up. Exactly. So that's a, so, and that's why that's what he says. Rabbi Yaisi will learn the same thing. That's what that pasuk in Leviticus is coming to teach. In the beginning of Leviticus, mm-hmm. so the extra Ve'eshal Asbech took it by is coming to teach me. You have to make a third bond. Now the Gemara continues. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda will tell you. Rabbi Huda will argue. You can't say that. You can't learn from that verse that is coming to teach me. You can't light the matches on the altar because Imehasim. If from there have a mina, I would think. Yes, the fire must be lit. It's true. The fire must be lit from the altar. From the altar, you can't light the fire off the altar and, and carry it onto the altar. But still, I would think maybe you don't need a koyin. Why? How is it possible? A koyin, uh, an Israelite can go on the altar. It's not allowed to, not allowed to step foot into the altar. If the Torah is telling me you must light the matches on the altar, don't I know already? It's a koyin. Why does the pasuk tell me a koyin? She says, no, the Buddha says, no, I do need to tell me it's a koyin. Because if not, I would say, I would think, you can stand on the ground and use a blower. So I'll blow the fire, I'll start the fire with a blower. So I'm starting the fire on the altar, but I'm standing outside the altar and causing the fire to, to start on the altar with a blower. You blow, you fan the flame, you fan, you blow. So therefore, maybe Israel could do that. So that's what the Pasuk has to teach me. No, you need a Koyin, and someone who's wearing the garments of a Koyin, only he is allowed to. Hmm. What would Rabbi Shimon respond? According to Rabbi Shimon, I don't need a Pasuk for that. It would be very odd, it would be very strange. The Torah is telling me you have to light the fire on the on Mizbeah. 
So logic compels, logically understand, doesn't mean, the title doesn't mean standing on the floor and using a blower. <laughs> it's abnormal. Taita means go walk up in the Mizbeah like a mensch and light the, light the candle, light the matches and start the fire. So you don't need a Pasuk for that. But according to Rabbi Huda, no, I would think yes, that's what the Pasuk has to tell me that everything has to be done by the God. According to this, maybe according to Rabbi Huda, you could, you could do that. There's no Pasuk that tells me you're not allowed to do that. He said, the Pasuk is only telling me it has to be done through a Koyan. What if a Koyan is standing down the floor and he's blowing and he's starting the fire the matches uh, light up on the altar? Maybe, maybe according to Rabbi Yehuda it would be okay. Okay, now the Gemara asks Rabbi Meir, according to Rabbi Meir, how does Rabbi Meir know that he added a fourth bonfire? to burn up all the extra fat and portions of the animal that you didn't get to consume during the night, the day and night, that were left over t- till after the morning. So he says, It should have said Eish, it says V'Eish. So he's adding. V'Eish comes to add. To add another bonfire. Not only the Eish al but actually a, f- a fourth one. But Abanon and the rabbis who disagree, the rabbis, meaning Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yaisi, disagree with Rabbi, Rabbi Meir. They, Vav Darshi, they don't make a whole drasha from an extra Vav. To add another Banfa. So Rabbi Meir makes a whole thing from an extra Vav. Hmm. She says, Rabbanon. According to the rabbis, according to the rabbis, according to Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yaisi, this will give it a man. What did you do with all the extra fat and the extra, where did you burn it? We didn't have an extra separate bonfire for it. My Ovid says, You burn everything, yeah, in the main fire. How do we know that the fat and the portions of the animal that weren't burned at night just said we continue on side beach, that we organize it on the Mizbeach? And if the Mizbeach doesn't hold it, there's too many sacrifices. So Satan Allah Kevit, you can even organize it and pile it up on the ramp. Mm-hmm. Or in the middle of the altar there was also a small a small place that you walked around. But not on the not on the side, not on the foundation, all the way on the floor. Because the side it looks like it's off the altar. The le- yeah, it's off. It's, it's off the altar. No, the ledge you could, but he's saying, but not on the foundation, because the foundation was like the platform that the mizbeach stood on, the platform and the edge of the platform. It's like it's like outside the altar. So then you would violate it if you take it off the altar, and after the sun rises and you bring it down, then you violate the prohibition of you're not allowed to leave it overnight. So it looks like the floor. It's like a t- it's like right off the floor. So it looks like you're off the altar. So anywhere in the ramp where the ramp leads you to the top of the altar or the ledge, which is above halfway point of the altar, so then it's clear, it's still on the altar. So then you don't violate any prohibition and you can pile it up there. Until you have enough room to put it into the main, the main bonfire. So 
Pasuk says, it says already in the beginning. In the beginning it says. Yeah, yeah, more, yeah, yeah, more than half. It says already in the beginning. Why does it have to say? He already said in the beginning of this. It's one chapter. We're all learning this in one, on one, one uh, I'm sorry, one paragraph. Page 17 on the bottom through 18. So he says, he started out. This Taylor says, So he already said it's on the altar, on the fire. Why does he again say? Why does he again say? The fire burns, consumes the oil on page 18. So it's coming to teach me. It's coming to teach me that if it didn't, if it didn't, it wasn't consumed, you can continue, you can, you can save it for later. No, 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 we'll learn later. We're not, we're not talking about a full off. We're talking about you organizing it on the altar, either on the ledge or on the ramp. And then you can go ahead and use that same fire and burn it again. Continue to burn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah the main fire. Frag the Gemara, According to Rab Meir, what does he do with this pasuk? Why does the pasuk repeat again? She says that the pasuk comes to teach. According to Rab Meir, if it falls off the altar, if it falls off the altar, if it started burning, then you return it back to the altar. But but is not the incense that wasn't burned on the inner altar. You don't return it back. If it falls out, you don't return it back. Only on the altar, the outer altar, do you return back. If fire caught hold of it and started burning, but it wasn't fit, concluded, it wasn't finished burning, and for somehow it got thrown off, or it fell out, it jumped out, you can return it back. But not not the incense from the inner altar. The Tani will learn the Braiser, Abachanina, Barman Yumi. The Veda Abelazim and Yaakov learn. Only the burnt of the of the oil do you return, but not the burnt of the incense. Okay, now the Gemara has the kula alm according to everyone. Everyone holds. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Meir, everyone agrees. And in Kippur, you had another bonfire. The question is, is, is it a third? Is it the third? Is it the fourth? Or is it the fifth? But everyone agrees that you add. Minalu, how do we know this? Where does it say in the title? He had a separate bonfire for the incense for Yom Kippur, for the Holy of Holy. So he says, Nafka, we learn out, Mi Vohaesh. Taylor says, Vohaesh Shalom is better. Even, even Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yehuda, you don't darsh in the Vav, but here you have a Vav and a Hey. Vohaesh. Vav and a Hey, Dadish. So it is coming to teach me there's an extra, extra. And according to Rabbi Yehuda, you learn Vav is one and the Hey is another one. I mean, Rabbi Meir, sorry, according to Rabbi Meir, the Vav is one, he is not one. According to Rabbi Yaisi and, and, and Rabbi Yehuda, no, only from the Vav and the He together we add one more. And that's for Yom Kippur. You might ask, wait a minute, there's a fourth, there's a fourth fire mentioned. Look at the last verse in this paragraph. Look in Yasidah, please. Page 18, the last verse in the paragraph. Eish Tamid took it on the Vav and the Fourth, so there should be, there's another one. Maybe there should be a sixth bonfire. <laughs> Fifth one. 
He says, This comes to teach me what This comes to teach me what the Pasuk teaches me, we know, the, this paragraph already taught me that the second incense, I'm sorry, the incense, the daily incense was taken from the altar, from the outer altar. Right, that we already learned, because it says, it says, the first verse, took it by. Taught me that we have to make a, a bonfire, and from there we took the coals for the incense. So, so, so it only comes from the outer altar. The coals have to come from the outer altar. How do we know that also the fire, the coals for the pan that was burned, that was that was burnt in the and the holy of holies in Yom Kippur, and the daily menorah, the lighting of the menorah. How do we know we lit the fire to light the menorah from the outer altar? Vidina, you would think it's logical. It says he should have a fire for the incense. It doesn't say anywhere fire by the incense, but it says ketayis. Ketayis means fire. How do you make a ketayis only through fire? Vinemra Eish says fire by the pan. So just like the incense, Amuzbechachitzin. Where do you get the coal for the fire for the incense from the outer altar? So Afkan. So to here, when it says fire, that the koyin should bring it to the holy of holies, and uh, and the uh, the lighting of the menorah, it says fire. So also you should take it from the outer altar, So I don't need a pasuk. It's logical, but maybe not. can also give another logical counter argument. It says fire by the incense. The daily incense in the inner altar. It says fire by the pan that the high priest would bring into the Holy of Holies. And it says fire by lighting the, lighting the menorah, the candelabra every day. Where do you bring the coal to the inner altar? From the thing closest to it. The Mizbeach that's closest to it. You have to bring it from somewhere else. So you bring it from the other altar, the outer altar. So to the the fire, the fire pan that the high priest brought into the Holy of Holies. And the Menoida, I should bring it from the coals from the inner altar, which is closest to it, not from the outer altar. So therefore, Tamit Leimah, that's what the Pasuk has to tell me. This daily, daily fire, which is referring to the candelabra, which you have to light every day. So this fire should be taken from the outer altar. You have to light the menorah from the outer altar, the fire from the outer altar. This little, this little additional pile of wood on the side for stoke up the coals. It's the eternal flame. Not the eternal flame. No, no, it doesn't have to be lit all the time. The only one that has to be lit, that has to be one fire lit 24-7. That, that's the big one. That's the perpetual. The coals was only when they needed the coals, in the morning and the afternoon. It doesn't say anywhere that it has to be lit 24. Even in the morning, the leftover part. So there was one, there was the main one. There was the main one. According to everyone, there was the main one. The main one was lit 24-7. Don't forget, the third one was to support the main one. The main one, the one for the incense, didn't have to be 
only, only when they needed the incense in the morning and the afternoon. There's no need to go 24, 24 7. The main one, there had to be one fire that had to be on all the time. But here he's not talking about the, here he's not talking about the, the, the constant fire. Here he's interpreting it differently. He's saying Eish Tamid is referring to the Eish Tamid of the Menorah. The Menorah that's called Tamid, the Menorah that you have to light every day. You have to light this. It has to be lit from the outer altar. I wouldn't know this if not the Pasuk. If the Pasuk wouldn't tell me this, I would say, you need a, you need a light, you need a fire, take it from the inner altar. What, what, do you have to go schlepping to the outer altar to get a fire? Right. To light, to light the, the candelabra. The Pasuk is teaching me. The Eish Tamid, that the fire that you have to light in the Menorah has to be from the altar. Take it from the outer altar. And it's very meaningful spiritually why the inner altar has to be lit from the outer altar. And this is all connection from the Brisha. Yeah. Lamadnu comes to teach me Eishlam and Okay, so we learned Eishlam and How do we know Eishlam Machdam How do we know the fire pan that the high priest burnt and the inner altar and the Holy of Holies? How do we know that that had to be lit from the outer altar? So the dinner. Nemrit says Ezra Machtev and then Ezra Menedra. One second, I thought he said we had an extra pasuk to add a fire for Yom Kippur, and that was for the incense. So why is he asking? How do we know that you also have to light from the outer altar? As maybe from Eish Tambid we should make another bonfire to light the Menorah from. He says, no, you don't need any coals, you just need a fire. It doesn't make sense. The title would be telling me you have to make a separate bonfire. When you need coals for the incense, you need coals for the, the Yom Kippur, for the incense, we well, need to stroke the fire, fine. But, but to, just to make a separate bonfire, just to light a candle, you know, you, all, you just need fire. You just need to light it. It's like lighting a match. I don't need. I don't need. So it's enough to fire that you already have. You don't need to make a separate, uh, separate thing. Oh. Okay, so we'll see. So Taisus asked the question we're asking. Okay, so, so let's finish this whole piece. So he says, "How do we know? I would think. How do we know that the light of the inner old, uh, the light of the holy of holies?" He has to also kindle from the outer altar, the pan, the high priest, the whole, to offer the incense. I don't know. It has to be kindled from the from the uh, from the outer altar. So she says, I mean, the dinner, it makes sense. It's logical. It says here fire. It says it uses the expression fire. Just there, you take. You have to it has to be lit. The government from the outer altar. Afkan also here. It has to be Amazbecha Khitan. Oi Kalecha maybe Nola Derzu. Say the opposite. Nemre H Bakhtatus says H Khtatus. Khtatus means fire. Burn it. Burn the incense. Vinemr says Ej Bemachte Malahalam Basamachle Jos. Like there. The fire of the inner altar you take from the closest one to it. The closest Mizbeah to it, which is the outer Mizbeah. So here Afkan here Basamachloi. Take the fire for the fire pan from the closest place, which is the inner altar. Don't go all the way to the outer altar. Tamalim it says, Lokach Mulaya Machta. That's what it says by Yom Kippur. They should take the pan, fire, uh, coals of fire, that's in front of Hashem. means it's not totally in front of Hashem. From the, from 
that's before Hashem. Which which mizbeach? Part of it is lifnei Hashem, main kol lifnei Hashem. Ve'em is a mizbeach achitz in the outer altar. Because the outer altar, which part of it is facing Hashem, facing the temple? Only the western part, not the eastern part. Versus the the inner altar, the entire altar is inside the temple. So it says, since it says, that's lifnei in front of Hashem. You have to take the calls from the place that's in front of Hashem. Means the, the the fire the the bonfire they took was close to Hashem from, from the, was in the west side of the altar, mm-hmm. facing Hashem. So since he has to tell me you have to take the fire the coals from the place that's the part of the altar is lifting Hashem, he must be talking about the outer altar. Wait a minute, we had a special pasuk viha viha esh. You have to have a separate. A separate bonfire for Yom Kippur. What else are you using a separate bonfire for if not for the incense? What do you need a separate pasuk to teach me? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Tesis answers. I need. I only need to teach me that you have to make a separate a separate bonfire. If I learn from here, I would think Yom Kippur. It's enough. I can use, I can, yes, you have to take, just like the menorah, just like the menorah you take, you take from the bonfire from which you use for the incense, for the daily incense. So you use the same bonfire to light the match, to light the menorah. So I would think also over here, you could take the match to light the menorah. In other words, you can, you can take, you can use the same bonfire. Yes, you have to take it from the outer altar, you have to take coals, but you can use the same bonfire that you use to take the coals for the inner altar. You don't have to make a separate bonfire. That's why the VOH comes up. Because without this Pasuk, I would think I should take the coals from the inner altar. So the Pasuk only teaches me that you have to take the coals from the outer altar, the, from the part of the Mizbech that's facing, which is referring to the outer altar. But I wouldn't know you have to make a separate bonfire. VOH comes to tell me you make a separate bonfire. Says, Why do you have to say from the altar and lifnei Hashem? Because I would think that's referring to the inner altar. Take the coals for the holy of holies from the inner altar for burning the incense. Which teaches me from the portion of the mizbeach that's facing Hashem, which teaches me it has to be taken from the outer world. But if we would only say lifnei Hashem, I mean, I would say davkem lifnei Hashem. It means it must be from the coals, only the coals that are at the edge of the western edge of the altar that are facing Hashem. We continue on 46a. Any other part of the altar, it's no good. Melifne Hashem is just coming to identify which Mizbech it is, which is the outer altar. But from the outer altar, the truth is you can take from anywhere in the outer altar. Any side, doesn't matter. Even, even. No, it has to be no, it has to be Lifne Hashem. But I would think it has to be the door. It has to be literally facing the door. Right. 
but it can be on this side, on this side, anywhere on the western side. It doesn't have to be the western side. But I would think it has to be literally facing Hashem. It can be on the side also, as long as it's the side that's facing Hashem. Anywhere from the side that's facing Hashem is okay. We'll stop over here. Everyone have a wonderful, wonderful